This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen, nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa tabi'ina wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa ba'd. We always praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for indeed, no matter how much we praise Him, it will never be enough. Even if we were to remain in the condition of prostration from the beginning of our time to the end of it, it would not be enough in terms of the gratitude of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household, all his companions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless them all and to bless every single one of us. Brothers and sisters, it is an honor to be in your midst. I see so many familiar faces and one of the main reasons that drove me to this beautiful, I can call it city of yours, is that when we had the month of Ramadan, every single day there were so many people who drove all the way from the Strand right into Cape Town. And every day someone would tell me, when are you coming to Strand? So subhanallah, I counted about 90 times and then I said, okay, we better go. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. May Allah accept it from all of us. I see we have put the curry cup on one side and we've come for the real curry. We thank Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. This is the real food that we need, the spiritual food. My brothers and sisters, you know, I want to start off with something interesting. This evening I just led Salatul Maghrib and someone said something a little bit earlier that made me remember a true story that happened some time back where there was a young man who was not so religious but he started mashallah so he came for salatul fajr and the imam started reading surah baqarah now you know surah baqarah is a long surah and baqarah means a cow so the imam continued and he continued and he continued and this man was like Subhanallah, what's happening? So he was really so tired and so, you know, exhausted at the end of all that he said now, when they had completed, he said, which surah was it? So someone told him, Baqarah, which means a cow. So he said, oh, whoa, that was a long surah. Baqarah, it was a long surah, cow. Yo, now I better ask the next time he reads a surah so that I know whether to start or not. So when he got for Salatul Maghrib, the Imam started, Alam tara kaifa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil fil. This man asks the man next to him, what surah is this? He said, it's the elephant. He said, I better go away. He said, I better go away. If the cow was that long, I wonder how long the elephant will be. Not realizing that he was told, no, 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 don't worry. This is one of the shortest surahs in the whole Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. Really, my brothers and sisters, we should be interested in serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whilst the imam of the community or the jama'ah is instructed to be conscious of the elderly and the weak behind him, 
the rest of us should understand what is the sunnah recitation. So we should not be demanding that he go even shorter than that, which was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah bless us all. May He grant us goodness. If you cannot read standing, you read sitting. If you cannot read sitting, you may lie down and read your salah. Did you know that? Salli qa'iman fa'illam tastati' faqa'idan fa'illam tastati' fa'ala jamb. Read standing. If you cannot, you read sitting. If you cannot, then on your side. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. This evening, we're going to be talking of my community, which means every one of us belongs to a community. We have children, we have youth, we have older people, and we have those who are very old, and we have male and female. We have the wealthy, we have the poor, we have the knowledgeable, and those who have less knowledge. And we have all different types of people. We have those who are laborers, and those who are professionals, and so on. Those who are employed, and those who are employees. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all fulfill the correct role that we are supposed to be fulfilling. My mothers and sisters, we need you in society. You are the mothers. You are those who have given birth to us. We are proud of you. We will look after you. We will respect you. And we ask you to make it easy for us to respect you. That is important. So sometimes it's our duty to respect our sisters, our mothers. But they make it so difficult for us to do that by being unreasonable. By doing things that are really not what they are supposed to be doing regarding us or even regarding themselves or any other condition or situation facing the society or the community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, here we are seated. We have from amongst us the young. Moments ago I was speaking to brother Abu Bakr telling him the chocolates, you get the mega big ones. I'm, I'm not so sure if you've seen the huge chocolates. When I was in London, at the duty free, they had a one kilo bar, one kg bar of what? Cadbury. And they say that the British one tastes different from our one. So you've got to try it, you know. One kg, subhanallah. I said, that is a grand mufti, man. It's a big one. And then you get the one, which is a little bit smaller. So now with us here in this part of the world, you get 210 grams. Have you seen that? The normal average one. Now they've got the Aero Mint as well. And then you have the one which is 190 grams. The, 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 the one that's not so bad is the cashew and coconut. Have you tried it? By the will of Allah. See, everyone likes it. Mashallah. It's the texture in the mouth. 190 grams. And then what happens? You get the very small ones, the 40 grams, the 20 grams. Those little mini ones, they look so cute. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. Moments ago, I saw my little youngster on the side there. They said, that's mini mink. I said, he reminds me of the little bar of chocolate. Subhanallah. <laughs> I hope I'm not the KG. Allahu Akbar. The truth is, we've got to cater for all members of society. Ask yourself, am I living a life such that I've contributed to my family? to my society, to my community, to my nation, the ummah at large, and human beings at large. And on top of that, my ecosystem, the environment, even the animals, when I can reach out to them thereafter. Amazing. That's my duty. So every one of us, young and old, ask yourself, how have I reached out to my family members to start with? You are young, your mother, extremely important, respect her. Shaitan will give you the urge to utter a word of disrespect, block it. When you want to scold her, just look at her, smile and tell her, Mom, I love you. And then she'll tell you, did you want to sway me? Allahu Akbar. Say, uh, no, I didn't. I just kicked shaitan out. I wanted to sway shaitan. Allahu Akbar. 
It's important. When you are young, respect your parents. Shaitan might come to you to say a word against your father because he's told you what is right. Put your game away. Stop playing this GAT game. It's very dangerous and it's really unacceptable because of the nudity and whatever else. And you look at him and you say, Dad, everyone else is playing with the same game. That's the answers that you get sometimes with the children. How can I not have an iPhone when everyone else has an iPhone or an iPod or an iPad? To be honest with you, no. If you say, I, 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 when are you going to look after your family and your society and your community? You've got to use a Samsung, by the way. So you say, we, we, all of us. That's why they call it Nintendo Wii. You heard that? Allahu Akbar. May Allah bless us. You must be thinking this man must be playing games. The reality is no. We hear from people what goes on. Believe me. People come, they complain, they say good words. Sometimes they tell us things. And we know that, you know, while society does need entertainment, but we need to know our limits. And we need to know what is beneficial. There are so many games that we have through playing, we learn something. Not just playing aimlessly. Where a lot of the games of today, shooting, killing, fighting, nudity and so on, some of these games are so dirty that they allow you to do things with the opposite sex that you wouldn't even have thought of. May Allah protect us and it's just a game. And now it's growing in society and community, the adults and the older people. I had to debate with an uncle 55 years old to stop playing games. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us in our homes. How will we contribute to society when I've been reduced to a person who's on the phone 24-7 and that's it. So when the uncles greet you or someone greets you, your brother, your father, your mother, you're not interested, you haven't heard it. Allah safeguard us. We need to know the limits. So to start with, when you are young, be careful how you talk to your siblings. Sibling rivalry, you know the rivalry that happens amongst brothers and sisters, that sometimes can get out of hand and seep through generations, although it started from nothing. When parents have children, make sure you are fair and just. Don't say that one's dark in complexion, I don't want to talk to, this one's fair, so every time I go to the mall, let's go. Why? Because I want to be seen with a beautiful child. No way, that is from shaitan, but it is happening. People do do that. And people feel that they can get away with it, not realizing Allah will catch you. You have caused the suffering of your own child. You need to go out of your way to say, I love you to all those children of yours. You will love them. You will help them through their crises. They are your duty and your responsibility placed on your shoulders by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want a beautiful society. Look at how lovely this masjid is full to capacity. We want this to be seen on a daily basis, my brothers and sisters. We want to see it on a daily basis. If we have a society where lots of love is spread, when people make a mistake, we don't go around slandering, backbiting, spreading tales, tweeting and you know, doing all sorts of things and BBMing and what have you. That shows that we are not bothered of or for the correctment of society, but rather we are interested in destroying society by labeling people until we will be labeled, everybody's labeled, so nobody feels like coming to the masjid. Because when I go to the masjid, people look at my faults, and rather than being Muslim to think of how to correct me, they are worse than the non-Muslim to think of how to destroy me. So if you were to come to the masjid, and someone sees you make a mistake, let's word it another way. If someone was to come to the masjid and we saw them make a mistake, would we walk out of the masjid and say, did you see that guy? Did you see what he did? That's not the Islamic way. That is my community being destroyed. The next day the man will not come to the masjid. He won't. And if he doesn't come to the masjid, the jama'ah is broken. If the jama'ah is broken, the community is over. 
This salah, salatul jama'ah, the congregational prayer, has been given its status in Islam primarily because it is part and parcel of congregating the ummah in order for them to get to know one another for the correct reasons they can reach out to one another. They can help in the development of one another and they can resolve the matters of one another. They can solve the crises that are facing them individually as well as collectively. That is the reason why Salatul Jama'ah is so important. 27 times more reward to read your salah in jama'ah. That's not just for nothing. It's because I'm supposed to go to the house of Allah to be able to fulfill the acts of worship, such as smiling at your fellow Muslim. If you were not to mix with others, how would you earn the reward? A wise pot might tell you, I'll go in front of the mirror and smile. Mm, that doesn't help. Get to the society, mix with the community. Learn to help, learn to contribute positively. When you see negatives, do not make it more negative by tweeting about it, by going out and literally telling the whole world that this man or this woman is like this and I saw them doing this and that. But you have not solved the problem, so of what benefit were you to your own community? You destroyed or contributed towards the destruction of your society. We walk into the masjid because a man reads his salah raising his hands. He might be a Shafi'i, the other one might be this, the other one might be a Hanafi, whatever it is. We have hatred in the heart sometimes just because they are doing things differently. If that's the case, forget about my community. Forget about it. It will be cracked into 50 pieces. In our own homes, we are taught to compromise when it comes to food and drink and so many other things. You want to paint your house and you have a meeting with the people in the home. Your wife tells you, I want it for example, beige. And then you say, I want it white. And your daughter comes and says, I need it mauve. Don't ask me what color that is, but it's just a color. And you look at it and say, sorry? And then whatever happens, the rest of the people are upset. That doesn't occur. That shouldn't occur. You need to compromise. I can't say, okay, I'll make patches. One this, one that, one this, one. That's not how it works. But I need to adopt what one has said. And then the rest need to be happy. The next time we do it, inshallah, we'll try and see what you say. Allahu Akbar. In society and community, you need to have a bigger heart. Because you are not sometimes blood family, but you have a bond thicker than blood, which is the shahada. Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you need to have a big heart. If you want community to develop, learn to love the children of others. The reason why we suffocate, we pick on the other's kids. We pick on them. We don't, when a child is mischievous, we want to eradicate them. We want to penalize them because it's not my child. And when my child is mischievous, I deny it. And I say it can never be my own kid. So how then can we develop society? From a young age, the teacher is said to be favoring X, Y, and Z. By whom? By a fellow student or a pupil who's a little child who comes back home. And the parents believe the child and begin to dislike the entire system and perhaps pull their kids out of the school based on something light and something that was not even the case in reality. When it's our child, we are quick to defend. Use the same tactics regarding the children of others. That hadith we know of by heart. None of you are true believers until you love for your fellow brother what you love for yourself. So if that's the case, what you love for your children, you love for theirs. I will defend my kids, I must defend theirs. I will look for excuses for my kids, I must look for excuses for theirs. This is my community. 
This is how I develop the love and instill it from a young age in the children. And this is how they will develop to be youth who will be interested in the masjid. When the youth come to the masjid, you know once I saw a young man and he walked into the masjid with a t-shirt and the back of his t-shirt had an advert and he was wearing three quarters. You see three quarters. Now to be honest that is not the ideal dress for the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the bigger picture is that that boy came to the masjid after so long. Now there are two ways of looking at it. One is ignore the dressing for now. Now make him feel comfortable that he's come to the house of Allah so much that he keeps coming. One day he will hear very soon from someone to say, MashaAllah, or you can give him a gift of a thobe. Ma, my son, MashaAllah, I'm so proud of you. This is a gift for you. And not just a two rand thing, a proper 200 rand thing. And he will be so proud, he'll wear it every time he comes. You solve the problem without talking. Why? My community. That's what it is. But what we do, Hey young boy, if you want to come with that shirt, advertising all those things at the back, and if you want to come with these three quarters, this is the house of Allah, I don't want to see you here again. He says, thank you uncle, I was just waiting for someone to say that. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. When he goes home, he tells dad, dad's been struggling to get into the masjid. He says, they told me don't come there. My community, I'm facing issues. People might be dealing in drugs. Allah protect us. They might be hooked onto adultery, gambling, whatever bad habits they have. When they come to the house of Allah, they are the guests of Allah. Be careful how you look at them and how you treat them. That could be the moment of repentance of that individual. How do you look at them? Do you make them feel comfortable or do you just look at them? Hey, this man, hey, hey. You take three steps to the other side. Never. No matter who you are, it's your community, your society that might be the warm moment of repentance for the sister or the brother. Who knows? And it was me who chased them away from the house of Allah, my community. I need to contribute to my society, my ummah, by making people feel part of one family, my brothers and sisters. We should be loving one another for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People look at one another, brother, where do you live? So he tells you, Kailicha. So now you look at him differently. Oh, and you walk away. The minute he says, I, I live in Crawford. I say, hey, how's it going? What's happening? I was there the other day. Why? Why is that the case? Is where he lives and the exact financial standing of his relevant to the development of your society and community? The answer is no. In fact, they must contribute more if Allah has given them the means to contribute more. But for me to judge a person based on whether he lives in a shack, or whether he lives in a palace. Wallahi, that is not the correct Islamic way of looking at people. I will be facing the wrath of my own thoughts at some stage in my life. Your child might come to you 20 years down the line and say, Dad, I'd like to get married. Then what happens? You're going to say, Oh, mashallah, there's quite a lot of people I can show you. Dad, I've already made my mind up. And then he comes up with someone... A place that you used to look down upon. You have to swallow your pride, tail between your legs and say, Welcome my new family. Wallahi. Why? What was his error? What was his mistake? Some of us, our pride stops us from allowing our children to marry brilliant people solely because of their financial standing, where they live. How can I develop my ummah if that's the racism I have? Or if that's the hierarchy system I've placed, which does not exist in Islam. How? 
my community requires me to cut through these barriers and to be able to bring together people and to be able to love one another for the pleasure of Allah bearing in mind my focus is paradise I want paradise I will make people's lives easy so Allah makes my akhirah easy I make people's lives easy so Allah makes my paradise easy if I make someone's life tough how do I expect to walk into paradise with ease May Allah grant us goodness. My society, my community, I am a part of it. I need to contribute to it. And do you know what? You need to have a very big heart if you'd like to contribute to society. You need to overlook. You need to understand. You need to tolerate. You need to forgive. You need to donate without wanting in return that acknowledgement sometimes. That is how you build society. If I want acknowledgement, I will get it in the dunya. What's left for the akhirah? The best charity is that which your left hand does not know what your right hand has spent. That is the best charity. But some of us, may Allah protect us, we will never donate unless my name is mentioned, unless you make a big deal. We walk out, thank you fans, thanks guys. Yes, it was me, the million was from me. Thanks, thanks guys. Yes, yes, me, me, yes. There are people who have contributed more than my millions. And we don't know them because their contribution was in kind, not in cash. There are people who have contributed more than our millions by walking to the masjid for Salatul Fajr every single day and keeping the masjid alive, the house of Allah. That is the contribution. My brothers and sisters, you want to contribute to your society. Point number one, come for Salah with Jama'ah. Without a joke, as young as you are, as old as you can be. Point number one, you want to build society, I tell you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not merely give the value that Salatul Jama'ah has just like that in order to just dish out rewards. There is a reason behind it and for this reason you are not allowed to miss the Jumu'ah. You are not allowed to miss the Jumu'ah. The Friday prayers, you need to come early. The earlier the better, the greater reward for he who walks in early. And you come, you meet your brothers, you smile at them, not in order to make them feel uncomfortable in the house of Allah, but in order for you to reach out in a beautiful way. My brother, you are part of my broader family. And we should make it easy for others to do that to us. Because sometimes I have a good heart and I want to come into the masjid and I smile at the brothers and then someone comes to me and says, you know what, I'm in desperate need of 10,000 rands and I know you got it. Now what happens? You're putting the uncle on a spot in a corner. The next time he won't come to the masjid. Why? Because people are pushing him for his money. No! Like I tell the doctors, yesterday I met a neurologist in the city of Durban. And when I met him, mashallah, it was a very social discussion. So I was sitting with him and I, Assalamu alaikum, how are you? And you know, we introduced each other and what have you and so on. And a moment later I told him, you know what, uh, I want a bit of your advice. And I asked him a little piece of advice. Then I told him, I am going against my own words. Because I normally tell people, when you see a doctor, when he's not, for example, say in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't start telling him, hey, you know what, my back is aching, doc. You know, what do you suggest? Come. You know, you start saying, hey, you know, I got this pain from long. Luckily, I'm seeing you here. That is not the platform. If you're very close to him, you may. So I told him, but this is a social discussion, social gatherings. I don't feel so bad. He said, no, no, no. It's only a pleasure and an honor. But the point I'm raising is, imagine you come to the house of Allah. 
Say for example, one of the top surgeons in the country happens to be in the same masjid in my community. I'm talking of the strand for example. And one of the top people, the top businessmen, top sportsmen, top whatever else it is. Would they feel comfortable to walk in, greet people, walk out? Just like how you would walk in, greet people and walk out. You were the guest of Allah. No one made you feel uncomfortable. No one pressurized you into things that you would not be happy with. So the man comes in, mashallah, you greet him and so on. And you don't have to make his life tough, so tough that hey, you know, it's hard for him to walk in and walk out. He won't be able to come. But alhamdulillah, whatever you can, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, affording them the respect that they deserve and at the same time their little free space and understanding if he's a top doctor and I need him, make an appointment. He's got a surgery. Let me go there. And if I really need to get there urgently, perhaps I can write a note and give it to him. Or maybe I can talk to someone who knows him to say, you know, please can I just make this. The problem with us, you know, once I was chatting with a Muslim man and he told me, I don't like to do business with Muslims. And I told him, but why? I'm not a businessman, so I wouldn't know. I need to learn from the people. He says, they're always asking the Muslims for discounts, but watch them walking into the non-Muslim shops. They'll never ask for a discount. They'll pay the price and walk out happily with a smile and the goods will be half the quality of what we are providing. And I said, is that the case? He says, yes. Is that true? <laughs> See, everyone's laughing and smiling. Yes. We cannot give a Muslim brother the business. We must scrounge the biggest discount we can get out of him. Squeeze it. But if it's a non-Muslim, we pay happily and we walk out. Is that true? How can I build my community? They need the money. They need to become wealthy as well so that we can have a beautiful masjid next time with the air conditioned by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not forgetting that we will have to foot the bill of electricity. Allahu Akbar. Yes. I was thinking if everyone has to pay 10 rands for every salah they read in the house of Allah, they would read at home. This facility you have right now is a beautiful carpet, mashallah, electricity, lovely place we can meet. What have you paid for it? A lot of us? No. Am I right? Can't we take out a little bit of money to the masjid and say, you know what? They've got electricity bills, they've employed imams, muaddins, cleaners, they've got so much, they've got carpet, they want to renew it, they want to renovate and so on. They must never ever have to go out for a collection because every salah I read is worth more than 50 rands. I'm only going to pay 10 rands for one salah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. I think we'd all be wanting to be imams in those masajid. The salary, 35,000. MashaAllah, whoa, we need the job. But we haven't thought about it. Okay, downgrade the figure to one rand per salah. Imagine today, I think we look like more than a thousand years, perhaps, I don't know, figure. If we were to all give a rand for a salah that we read, what would go of ours? If there's rugby curry cup, 200 rands a ticket, we're ready to bribe the people for what? For the curry in the cup. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. You know, someone was telling me, I don't think you're going to get a big crowd because today there's curry cup. I said, no, the Muslimin will come. Subhanallah. And here we are. Here we are. By the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah grant us goodness. I'm sure there are so many people listening to us on air as well. Mashallah. So this is my community. The development of my community is my concern. Today we become miserly to spend on our own family members. How then are we going to spend on community? And like I said, the cornerstone of spending on my community is, I don't want acknowledgement from anyone. I just want Allah to have seen what I did. 
انما نطعمكم لوجه الله لا نريد منكم جزاء ولا شكورا Indeed, we feed you for the sake of Allah. We don't want from you any recompense, nor do we want you to say thank you, nor do we want any form of gratitude from you. All we want is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have witnessed what we did for us. That's enough. How many of us are ready to do things in a big way solely for the sake of Allah? No one knows. You are the man behind the scenes. No one knows. Today, shaitan makes us want to be known as a person behind the scenes. So, you are no longer behind the scenes. You're actually in front of the scenes. And if you're not acknowledged, you feel bad. I'm no longer donating. Because the last time, they didn't acknowledge me. If that's the case, keep your money. That's a bit harsh. Allahu Akbar. In fact, give it. We'll still give you acknowledgement. Don't worry, inshallah. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. We need to build. We are losing society because of the way we look at one another. The fact that we've turned away from the same rules and regulations that were used to build the first society which was built by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The sahaba radiallahu anhum were ready to give their lives for one another. We are not even prepared to give a few rands for one another. Allahu Akbar. So something has gone wrong. And the reality is our salah has gone upside down. Salah is so valuable. It is one of the founding pillars of the deen. It holds up your tent. Amazing. So you come early, you meet the people, you get to know them. They are amongst us right now, those who are struggling financially. Really, amongst us. May Allah make it easy for you. There are people who have debts and there are others who are tycoons, perhaps millionaires. May Allah grant you barakah in your wealth. We need to reach out to our community before our wings spread elsewhere. What's the point of me donating 50,000 rand somewhere else far away when there is a Syria right next door? It's like a man collecting. I'm going to say this, but it's haram. So please don't use this. A man collecting funds for Palestine outside with a tin. And he was collecting, 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 collecting. So one day someone asked him, Hey, you collecting all this money, do you really go to Palestine? He says, come home. Come home, brother. I'll talk at home. When this brother went home, he saw a flag outside and he says, welcome to Palestine. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allah protect us. If that's the case, you are deceiving people. But he is trying to pass a message to say, hang on. People will only give if I say Palestine. My house is a Palestine here. Man. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us goodness. We have such a responsibility. We need to reach out to both. We need to reach out to both. But there are people amongst us. There are widows who, whose lives have really struggled after the loss of their husbands. They have suffocated. Nobody's reaching out to them. So who reaches out to them? People of other societies, other denominations and faiths. Reach out to them in a way that we lose them from our community. What happened to my community? It flopped because I did not reach out to the widow. The elderly. My parents become old. How can I just send them out? You know what? You go into this old age home and that's it. Even if the best option is an old age home, I need to be there on a constant basis. Find out, phone them. Mom, I love you. What do you want? Take them anything to make them smile. Even if it means one rose. Subhanallah. There was a brother. Every time he goes to the graveyard, he used to bring a rose back home. And the wife used to say, Wow, this man is so romantic. So one day his friends asked him, they asked him, hey, how come you bring a rose? He says, I just go to the next grave, pick up the rose and take it home. Allahu Akbar. That's not how we should be operating. 
But the point I want to make is even that was bringing a smile at home. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. We are not even thoughtful. To me, that man was thoughtful although he was doing the wrong thing. But he was thoughtful. But for us, we are not even that thoughtful. We see everything in front of us. No, we can't do that. Why? I'm a Muslim. I got a big beard. I can't be romantic. What are you talking about? <laughs> Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. We need to learn. And we need to understand. You contribute towards the elderly, your own relatives, just by visiting them. Asking them what their needs are. They don't need much. When last did you visit an old age home? And they told you, the next time you come here, bring me a Mercedes. They've never asked for anything more than, hey, bring me a newspaper, man. Sometimes they'll tell you, I just need a radio, the batteries in here, you know, they're not working. Two Duracell batteries will make that man's life. He'll listen to those old radios which have the tuner, you know, and then they catch the voice of the kite. Subhanallah. And they're excited, they're smiling, they're making a big dua. Why? Two Duracell batteries. You can't afford Duracell, you can go for Sinotech. No problem. Works. One tenth of the price. It will work. The only thing is, your duas will last two weeks. My community, I can't give two Duracell batteries to Subhanallah. My elderly, who bro, who uh, raised in this beautiful city or place of mine, how can I not contribute to them? We drank the water from the same taps. We went through the same hurricanes. When there were rains, we felt the same rains. Everything happened by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I cannot turn to the uncle and say, Uncle, I am a son of this particular city. I know you are here in the old age home. Is there something I can do for you? Subhanallah. He'll tell you, hey, just make dua for us. The fact that you're here to sit with me for 15 minutes, you've made my week. You know why? They count the weeks. Nobody's visited them. Then comes the missionaries with all their big sacks and baskets and bouquets. And they say, in the name of Jesus, we're giving you. And if this happens every day, all day, for so many weeks, you tell me, what will happen to my community? We are supposed to be reaching out to others in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We haven't yet reached out to our own. Like I said, we have widows. We have orphans in our midst. Nobody pays their school fees. Nobody's bothered. Sometimes we don't even want to look at them. We see them as a burden. When the Prophet says, Myself and the one who takes care of an orphan shall be like these two fingers in paradise. And he brought together the first two fingers. He was an orphan himself. Imagine if they treated him the way we treat orphans today. What would have happened? Allahu Akbar to society. Yet society was built through the respect of widows and orphans. The hadith says a person who is striving to serve the needs of the widows and the orphans is similar to he who is standing in prayer all night and fasting all day. Similar in reward. Why is that reward placed? Not because Allah just wants to dish out reward purposeless. No. There, there are many reasons for that. One of them is to develop the ummah, my community, my society, my people. I need to watch out. I need to care for them. 
We will have misunderstandings. We may have people who have usurped the wealth of one another. We might have divorces within our communities of people who are good on either side, but they did not get along. The reality is, I need both those families in my community. So I need to be a person who can try to mend the link. And the bare minimum is, even if they don't get along, I will ensure that I will treat them both in a way that whoever is wrong can learn a lesson. And whoever is right does not become so arrogant that they begin to trample thereafter upon the rights of those who were wrong. Because sometimes someone oppresses you, so you were right. But the way you deal with them, it swaps, it flips. You become the oppressor without realizing. And you want to justify it by saying, but they did this. Imagine a little boy comes to you and he says, Uncle, you're silly. It's a little boy. Perhaps... You know, you need to retaliate, react. Maybe you are silly. Allahu Akbar, they don't normally lie. Allahu Akbar. For him to come up and say that to you, he needs guts. Something must have happened. But anyway, let's say, under normal circumstances, you get a bit upset. So we're upset. So now you smack him up and you hit him and he's on the ground. What did you do? You were wrong because your retaliation was far more. He just said a word. You could say a word back to him to say, listen son, don't say that to the other uncles because you don't know what's going to happen. Or you could say, listen son, why do you say that? Engage him in discussion. Or perhaps have a decent chat with his parent. But we would say, your mother didn't teach you. That's what we would say sometimes. Bare minimum. Go to the father, make a big noise. You know your son, he's got no respect. And you're breaking community because you didn't know how to react to a small issue. So to develop my community, I need to know how to react to issues that occur in society. I need to tolerate people. Someone might want to sit in the corner and read Quran slightly loudly. You know, when I walked into the, one of the masajid in the UK, I was surprised when I read the notices saying, these windows shall be open. These windows shall be shut. And then I immediately, my mind told me exactly what must have happened in this masjid. You see? So they had to come in and make a rule. You like air, you want to be having cool air of UK, you go into that corner. And you're a person who likes to be in the heat and everywhere, boiling, you know, you need to go into the other corner. So, you need to make sure because sometimes some of the people who want cool air are right next to, in the saf, a person who wants the place to be boiling. The two of you are standing together. What happens? Shaitan just comes in the sentence and says, right guys, start massaging both of you guys. Come on, here it is. So you look at him and say, hey, the sweet, open that window. He says, got it. So, oh, but can't we? No, no, no. So, we're fighting over a window. My community. My community. So we won't come to the masjid because he wants heat or he wants cold and I want heat or vice versa. Whatever it is. We've only talked about the basics. In this society, in this community, we have people who are employed. If those who are employed and we have the employers as well, if those who are employed are treated well, Believe me, society blossoms, it grows, it blooms, it actually multiplies in a beautiful way. It, the growth is so great that others can learn. But the minute there is a problem between employer and employee, and you happen to be from the same community, you find community crumbling. This one talking bad about that one, this one, next thing he is fired, and this happens, bad words, we don't want to see this person, I won't go to this masjid because the money there is from that guy, and you know he's a dirty fellow and so on. Well, Allah accepted some of his wealth to be used in some direction, so Allahu Akbar, may Allah grant us goodness. 
There are so many things that will contribute towards the development of society. One of the cornerstones also is when you see the progress of someone in community, never become jealous of them. Whether they have more knowledge than you, whether they have more wealth than you, whether they have more children than you, whether their children seemingly are more successful than yours, never become jealous. Pray for them. They are part of your society. You will be proud that a son of your community has made it to the top of the globe. Not that my own son sometimes, it might be the son of my community. But when we have a good community, we're proud of the achievements of the children of one another. When we have a sad community, we become upset. Someone says, MashaAllah, that son of strand has achieved so much. You say, you don't know that one day. He's a drug addict. So you only had a bad word to say. But the world knows him as a good man. Allahu Akbar. That was jealousy. That's what it was. It was jealousy. Jealousy crumbles my community. It crumbles society. It burns relations. It burns everything. So will we reach out to the elderly? Will we reach out to the orphans and the widows? Will we reach out to those who would like to get married in our midst? There are perhaps brothers and sisters, more so the sisters, who are now of age. And you know what? Nobody's talking about getting them married. Not at all. And father says, just wait. A proposal will come. From where? The ceiling. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. You need to do something. It's your community. Look out. See. Go and talk to people. Ask those who've got sons. And those who have sons, reach out to the daughters of your community. Before you go elsewhere. And the problem and the difficulty is, we do not talk to our own children. So we haven't developed them. Why? I'm after money. And they're after something else. Like we normally say. They go to school. So you don't even know what goes on. They're at varsity. You think they're after education. Why is you after money? They're after honey. Allahu Akbar. May Allah protect us. That's what happens. So what happens to society? People don't know. It is not about yourself, you alone. It is a, the broader picture. When you die, people think, oh, this man was very successful. He made so many millions for himself. The reality is that does not gauge success of a Muslim. This man contributed to society. This man made sure that this happened in the masjid. This man was interested in the sickly, the, those who are sick. How many of us visit those who are sick? Do you know there are so many in our midst who are suffering illnesses. Some of us have already suffered those illnesses. So if we visited them, we could give them a good word. But we couldn't be bothered. Why? We haven't yet realized the value of my community. So what happens? Others reach out to them. Others reach out to them. Do you know when a person is sickly, that hospital bed is one of the loneliest places you could be, especially when it is prolonged. We are a community. We need to go there for the sake of Allah, not just because you want something out of him or her. No, for the sake of Allah. It's my society. So this is why we say the youth, keep yourself occupied. Yes, you have curry cup and all those things. Put that aside for a moment. Let's talk about the reality. How many times have we visited the sick as a group of youth? And I encourage you, you want community to develop? Take an interest in your children, little children. You the elderly, take your time to greet the children, to smile at them, to pat them on the back, to acknowledge their achievements, ask them something and say something positive as a result. You find them attaining the confidence they need. They will then get up in society and be able to help, be able to talk, be able to contribute. Today we become so jealous of the children of others that you know what happens? When they are, for example, someone gets up in the masjid and gives, delivers a good talk, we say, no ways, this person here shouldn't be there. 
Why? Well, who else is going to do the job? We're not worried, but not him. But he's a son of your own community. Why is it that you look at him that way? It's sheer jealousy. So this is why, to eradicate that, one of the, con- the, the ways of doing it is, we need to start treating our youngsters in a beautiful way. You look at someone, give him a good look and greet him and acknowledge him. You don't need to pick on little errors as you look at him for the first time. Hey brother, the way you shaved your beard is wrong. Come on man, that's got nothing to do with you. I'm your Muslim brother. You really want to tell me something first? Develop a link with me. So show me that you're really keen and interested in me developing and then I'll listen to you without any form of a question mark. Because I know you are genuine. I know you're a person who cares. So the little children we see going to school and so on, sometimes we show no interest in them. Nothing. Not at all. Sometimes parents got no time for their own kids who go to grade 1 and 2 and so on. Spend a moment. Son, what are you doing? I'm in grade 1. Aye, that's great. So what do you learn? And he, whatever he tells you, say, well done, work hard, man. I'm sure we can see you a leader tomorrow. Those words, even if he told you something that didn't make sense. What did you do? He'll never forget you. From a distance, he'll look at you. Hey, that uncle, let me go. Assalamu alaikum, how are you? Why did he come to greet you with a smile? You are the light that showed him that he can be a successful child. That's what it is. That's my community. So we need to show an interest. But today we see a child, he's behind the car, they're trying to light a match and do this. And the next thing we start swearing and yelling and so on. No, not at all. That's not how it's supposed to be. Greet the child. Call him. Talk to him. Give him a sweet. Give him something. Well, mind you, nowadays people giving your children sweets, I teach my kids, don't take it from strangers. And that's what we should be. Because we're living in a society where it could be anything. May Allah protect us. But to be honest with you, talk well to the child. My son, you know what? I'm so proud of you. You're such a clever child. Now if you do this type of thing, it's not going to go down well. You know? If this is the wrong thing to do, you choose your words. Talk to them in a way that they can listen to you. They will look at you and they think about it. Sometimes they will need you to talk to them four or five times before they will understand what you're saying or digest it or take it. But that's development of my community. Imagine that was your own child. May Allah grant us goodness. And then the youth need to get engrossed and involved in the development of community as well. You know we have recreation sometimes and I know here you have one of the most beautiful beaches in the Strand. Mashallah, people come here, holiday, resorts, there's a flea market there. A friend of mine sells some samosas there, mashallah, on a Sunday. We ask Allah to grant us all barakah. Believe me, this place is so beautiful. What have I done to contribute in such a way that I can do something not only for the Muslims, but at the same time, people can say the Muslims have contributed in this way. Doesn't have to be something big, something small, but something meaningful. We will achieve more than one thing. One is... We've cleaned the beach, for example. Two is, we've occupied the youth. It was better than going to the club. And for your information, it's even better than playing those computer games at home. Why? I did something meaningful. And we teach them the culture of contributing to community. Your responsibility, your social responsibility. Very important. You need to be bothered about the underprivileged, those who are less privileged, or your environment. Imagine if you just start up an initiative... And you get up and you say, Subhanallah, right youngsters, let's get all together and we want to collect all the clothes that have not been used for the last year. Please don't put them in this box. In your cupboards, back at home, anyone who has clothes that they haven't worn for one year, 
Please bring it and donate it. Ready to do that? Allahu Akbar. And I'm sure the youth will take care of the box. You won't find it being sold in the flea market, don't worry. But we will distribute it, we will give it. Let it be clothing that is good. Wallahi, we have so much clutter. Last night I attended a function where we were talking about the disaster that's in Syria, the humanitarian disaster at the moment. And I said that if we had to take out the excess, that which we don't need and we don't use, you know, we have so much in our fridges, in our cupboards, in our drawers, everywhere in the home. If we had to take out the excess, that which we are not using, we would alleviate the suffering of everyone on the globe. Believe me. Imagine the clothing, all of us, myself included. We have more clothes than we need. The last time I said that, one man outside said, So can't you give me your abaya? You know the thing you're wearing. <laughs> But what I mean is we've got more than we need, my brothers and sisters. And people are struggling. So if I want to build my community, reach out. There are people who are homeless. You might not be able to give them a home, but what you can give them is a blanket. Or a piece of clothing. Or some food. The excess. Not the dirt, but the excess. Pack it nicely and present it. You don't just throw it. I ate half an orange and throw the other half to a beggar. That's wrong. Islamically, we never ever meant to do that. Present it properly. If you've eaten half of it, make sure it's cut, it's sliced, it's put properly and it's given, presented in a way that you are thankful that they've accepted it from you. This is what it is. That's when you can develop society. When that man who cannot afford food and doesn't have it, sees you and you've given him leftovers, but the way you presented the leftovers is such that you've taken care of his respect in society. That's what has happened. Because you can give the same food in two different ways. Allahu Akbar. We reach out. My brothers and sisters, there is so much that we can do to develop my society, my community. Remember, I'm using the word my because I am involved in it. But there is a broader picture. I can only become a part of it. I tell you, those of us who've gone through, may Allah protect us, death in our families, disaster, for example, a huge accident, loss of a family member and so on you realize the value of community. And I hope the community reaches out to people who are in need. Someone passes away, say for example, here and now. How will we reach out to them and their family? Will we facilitate the burial and so on? And the, will we contribute towards costs if they cannot afford and what have you? What will we do? Or is each one just amassing for himself? The day something happens to me, they will reach out to me had I been a person who reached out to others. Simple. So my brothers and sisters, let's contribute positively. And I want to end on one note. There are so many distractions around. So many things that are pulling us in all directions. It's becoming more and more difficult to live as a community and a society. It's becoming more and more difficult with the distractions, the technology, the age, and this love of wealth and the trends that are overtaking the youth. The love of the latest of everything. May Allah protect us. We need to know our limits and we need to know how to address those issues. Because if you just get up and start blasting all these issues and say, this is haram and that's haram and this is haram, it may well be haram, but there is a way of coming across to the people to explain to them the harms of it in such a way that even if you did not use the word haram, they will give it up, bearing in mind that this thing is not good.
So there is a way of doing things. And today, the environment is such that it calls us towards that which is very bad in such a sweet way that we think that success lies in that. Let's take a look at credit. They dish out credit cards like no man's business to anyone and everyone. And they encourage you to buy things you cannot afford. Not at all. After you bought it and then suddenly you're paying for it and after a while you've made an error in payment or you lost your job and your life is a mess. Why? Because they were not bothered in building my community. They were bothered in building their own business. Making a profit out of you. That's what it was. So it's important for us to realize to live beyond your means is something that will result in the crumbling not only of yourself but society at large. Living beyond your means. Be happy. I'm a poor man. I can't afford a car. I can't afford a house. I will walk to the masjid and I'll buy a bicycle. So what? I go to pick up my daughter for example and I put her on my bicycle. I've got a little seat at the back and I will pedal away from the masjid or from the, the school very happily. And my daughter so happy to be there. Allahu Akbar. But no, we look at those people have got that car. I'm going to show them I can have it as well. The minute we've got that mentality, society crumbles. Because now we want to live beyond our means. Allah says, be happy with what you have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. May He grant us every form of goodness. Really, like I say, it's been an honor and a privilege to be in this beautiful place. I've been longing to come here. Brother Muhammad has been telling me from so long, when are you coming to the strand? Everybody's been telling me. Everybody's been... T- and I said, you know what? Inshallah, one day. And it has happened. And I hope it's not the last. Tomorrow, inshallah, we will be at the Mountain View Masjid or Mount View Masjid by the word of Allah, same time, for a similar reason. They've really been telling me for a long time, some years on end. But by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the time has just, you know, been made possible by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We hope to see some of the faces. I hope a few of the words I've said this evening can be of help to myself firstly. And inshallah to instill that feeling of love and the genuine care within our hearts for one another. To be able to solve our matters and problems. To be able really to reach out to one another. The elderly, the orphans, the widows, the children, the boys, the girls, the kids, the babies, all the categories of people. We need to reach out to them. And we need to look at them as though their problem is mine. That is the society. Even if I cannot solve it for them, the, the mere fact that I have a concern and I make a dua, whose dua will be accepted? Only Allah knows. May Allah grant cure to all those who are sick and ill. May He grant rahmah to all those who have passed away. And may He make us from amongst those who are successful in this dunya and the next. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayki.